11. Count them. 11 losses. <laughs> the Ducks have lost 11 straight. We're going to look at that and despair on today's episode of Locked on Ducks. All right, let's hit the music. You're Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sarah Avampato, covering hockey since 2015. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day on this very completely normal Friday, April 1st, as we talk all about the Anaheim Ducks. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and basically anything you can think of. All right, so let's just get it out of the way. Ducks lost their 11th straight game against the Dallas Stars. And this one, it was close, and then it wasn't close, and then it was close, and then it wasn't close, and then and then they, they blew it in overtime. But it's 11 straight. We are approaching a franchise record. We'll talk about that a little bit in the second segment, but want to look first just at the game as a whole uh, that, that we just saw on Thursday night. First up, Adam Henrique is back in lineup. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Getzloff is out with a lower body injury. Hopefully he'll be able to come back soon. So the Ducks went 11-7, 11 forwards, 11 losses. Do you feel like this was like preordained or something? Do you think if they keep adding forwards, the losses are going to continue? Is this like a Benjamin Button situation? Do we need to actually take away forwards? to have a chance of winning? Is that how it works? I Whatever. 11-7. I know it's a weird time of year. It's hard, especially with, you know, cap limitations and roster limitations, and you can only call up X number of people unless it's emergency. Uh, it, we're going to see a lot of teams playing short for, you know, potentially no reason at this time of year, but that is the decision the Ducks made. They ran 11-7, and... Well, I I think they could have gone twelve six like a normal team, and it still wouldn't have changed the outcome. But you know, a girl can dream, right? So let's look at this game. Ducks lose three to two in overtime to the Dallas Stars. First off, raise your hand if you remembered that Ryan Suter played for the Dallas Stars. If you forgot this fact, you are definitely not alone, and you were definitely reminded of this whenever he scored midway through the first period on the power play. The goal was picked up on a rebound. There was a loose puck in front of the net. Suter basically had a practically empty net to score into because Gibson was already down and out and, you know, elsewhere. So Ryan Suter gets things started for the Stars, and that whole first period was Stars. The the Ducks just, they didn't look engaged. They didn't have the speed. They didn't have anything to compete with the Stars. At the end of the first period, shots were 14 to four. So honestly, credit to John Gibson, A, for not like murdering any of his teammates in the intermission, and B, for keeping that score from getting any worse. The second period of the game, uh, Jamie Drysdale actually gets the Ducks on board. Uh, the second period was rough for the Ducks as well. We got about halfway through the period before the Ducks had more than one shot. Ducks total was five shots on goal halfway through the game. So that's 
bad. Uh, but Jamie Drysdale gets the Ducks on the board, uh, credited with, honestly, one of the dumbest goals that I've seen this season. Uh, he basically just shoots the puck into the zone after collecting it after a faceoff. The puck ricochets off the boards behind the net, banks off of Dallas Stars goaltender Jake Ottinger's skate, and goes in. And you know what? Doesn't matter how it goes in. Doesn't matter if it's ugly. A goal's a goal. Who cares? If you win a, like, Stanley Cup because you bank a puck off of a goalie's butt, like, who cares? You won the thing. Uh, so, you know what? We'll take it. Tie game. Third period, tide changes again. Andre Sekera gets his first of the year for the Dallas Stars. Just over four minutes left in the game. Actually, a pretty tense, tight period. You're looking at the score, 1-1, time's ticking down. You're getting that feeling of next goal wins, right? Uh, Sekera advances up into the slot, not really where you'd expect him to be, but okay. Picks up a loose puck off of a rebound. John Gibson's already down. Uh, puts the puck in. Dallas Stars have the goal. Dallas Stars have the lead. But wait, there's more. About 40 seconds later, Kevin Shattenkirk parks his little self right in the front of the net, right in front of Jake Ottinger. Uh, there's a long shot from new duck, Erho Vakarainen, uh, shoots it into the net, and Kevin Shattenkirk, with that expert defenseman veteran play with the deflection to, def to uh, put that puck in the net tie game. That was Vakarainen's first point as a duck on that Shattenkirk goal, and I'll be honest, I've talked to a lot of you know players over my career, a lot of guys who really work at that deflection, work at that tip in. And it's not something that comes naturally. It's not something that like you just wake up and you're like, oh, guess what I'm really good at? Tipping in this little like three inch round disc object when it's coming at me 90 miles an hour. Uh, no, this is something that guys work on. If you ever go to see any NHL team or really any hockey team practice, you're going to see those guys after practice, especially the younger guys or the scratches who don't really have, you know, anything else to do. They're going to stand around after that practice and they're going to tip pucks in. They're going to shoot pucks at each other, go for that deflection, try to work on those skills. Uh, it's something that you have to work at. And that was such a savvy veteran play from Kevin Shattenkirk. Right place, right time, ties the game up for the Ducks. Things go to overtime. Troy Terry, Isaac Lindstrom, and Cam Fowler out to start the game for overtime. And if you happened to get up to go to the bathroom or get a snack or pet the dog or whatever, you might have missed how the game ended. Terry and Zegris ended up out there on a two-on-one. Great scoring chance for them, except for the fact that Miro Heiskanen broke up the play. Everything goes the other way, and ta-da. Jamie Benn puts in the winner for the Dallas Stars, handing the Anaheim Ducks their 11th loss in a row. Great. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, but first, let's talk all about HelloFresh. If you are a person like me, then you hate having to make decisions in the kitchen. You just want like the, your food choices to be handed to you. Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. It is America's number one meal kit. Convenience is my like whole thing with food. I wish food would just like appear in front of me. 
And if I'm not going to buy something that's like pre-made or anything, HelloFresh is basically the greatest idea because the ingredients are pre-portioned. You're not going to waste food. You're not going to sit there and be like, how much is three bushel pools of whatever? No, they're giving you exactly what you need. And all of, all of the steps are taken care of for you. They give you very easy to understand recipe cards. So even if you're not like great at cooking, it's really hard to mess up. They even have like pictures on it to tell you and show you what things should look like. I love pictures. I love when you show me the evidence of what I'm supposed to be doing. It's fantastic. So you're going to get filling meals on the table. Everything is super easy to make. Uh, again, even if you're not like a pro at cooking, like, you know, I'm not a pro at cooking at all. I'm quite honestly, pretty mediocre at it. Uh, HelloFresh will help you eat healthy, eat conveniently, and you have like the satisfaction that you actually made a meal at the end of the day. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Make your cooking experience quicker and funner and more convenienter with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And whenever you're done with your HelloFresh meal and you feel like you're still looking for some kind of cool chocolatey snack, well, guess what? Built Bar is here for you. Built Bar, if you have not heard the good news about Built Bar yet, they are delicious tasting protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are covered in 100% chocolate and they are 100% good for you. So whether you're someone who likes things that are, you know, basically tastes like you're eating candy, cookies and cream flavored, uh, coconut brownie flavored, like brownie chunk, anything like that. Or if you're more into like orange, raspberry, you could find any flavor protein bar that you could possibly imagine. And they've also got Built Puffs, which are protein infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're delicious. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that my favorite is the cinnamon churro puff. And you can get that by going to built.com. See all the options available there. Read up all about uh, the nutrition, the macro chart and everything. Uh, see exactly how they fit into your life. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Sarah Avampato as we continue to talk about last night's game where the Ducks lost their 11th in a row. Let's just spend a little bit of time looking at sad things. I'm sorry, there should be like sad violin music or something in the background here. Just pretend it's there as we look at what the Ducks are up to. First off, 4-14-3 since the All-Star break, 11 total points for the Ducks. That is, I'm sorry to break this to you, the fewest in the NHL. And if you're into like conspiracy theories, if you're into, you know, weird hockey coincidences, uh, since the epic world-changing, earth-shattering Zegras Milano Michigan no you didn't goal, uh, the Ducks are 14-22 and seven. That stat comes, by the way, courtesy of Nick Alberga, who tweeted it out uh, last night. Uh, but, you know, makes you think. Makes you think. No, I no, that ha it has nothing to do with anything. But, you know, just an interesting data point. But again, since the All-Star break, 
things have been pretty dire. And we knew it was going to be bad after the trade deadline, whenever major parts of the Ducks lineup, fan favorite players, guys who helped keep this team ticking, uh, were shipped out. Uh, you knew that things were going to look different, feel different. But I don't know that anyone thought, you know, 4-14-3 since February. Like, that's that's not great. If you are looking for something positive, though, I, I, I think it's probably safe to say that the enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever. So in this case, while it hurts that the Ducks lost, the Dallas Stars win did negatively impact, oh, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are, oh, clawing for a playoff spot. They're not even in a playoff spot right now. As we look at uh, at the standings after Thursday night's slate of games, uh, yeah, Vegas is out, and those two points from Dallas uh, pushed them up above Vegas. Uh, Dallas currently has 79 points, Vegas 78. Dallas also has, can't do math, three games in hand on Vegas. So that win helps Dallas pull away from Vegas for that last wild card spot. Nashville has the other wild card spot as well. The Kings also won. I know we hate them. We don't want to see them have a success either, but whatever. Their win helps them shore up the number two spot in the Pacific. Uh, so Vegas may need to chase down Edmonton because as it's looking right now, those top two wildcard spots belong to the Central Division. And Vegas is trying to chase down either one of them or Edmonton right now sitting with 81 points, third in the Pacific. So Vegas has, believe it or not, a tough road to the playoffs. Uh, they probably need to go like 9-4, 10-3 to, to close out their season to get up into that playoff spot. Listen, it stinks that the the bright spot earlier of the season of the Ducks and, you know, the revelation of Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry and uh, Sonny Milano and everything kind of has petered out over time. Like, that, that sucks. I, I get it. It really does. But it's such a great, fun look at the future of the team. And now, if we can derive our enjoyment from Vegas falling out of the playoffs, I mean, why not? The Ducks have a chance for redemption. They have a chance to end this losing streak as they're approaching uh, the franchise record. Again, longest franch- longest losing streak in franchise history is 12 games. We're almost there. We're almost there. I, I, I hate it, but we, you know, there's a chance, though, because tonight the Ducks are playing the Arizona Coyotes. And if there's one team in this league that I hope just like continues to stumble all over themselves and lose 50 games this season or whatever. Uh, it is the Arizona Coyotes who are very close to that benchmark, by the way, 21, 41 and five right now for the Arizona Coyotes. They are of course the worst team in the central division. They've lost seven of their last 10 games, but good teams struggle against the bad teams sometimes. They underestimate them. They don't come in firing because they just are like, ah, who cares? It's Arizona. Well, teams like Toronto, I know we can fight about Toronto being good, but whatever. Colorado has lost to uh, to the Coyotes. St. Louis has lost to them. 
uh, you know, Vegas, Dallas, depending on your definition of good team, they've lost uh, to the Coyotes. So they're not a team you can take lightly, regardless of who is or who isn't in, in the lineup for the Coyotes. And we'll talk about some of their injuries in a minute. Uh, you can't come into this game just hoping to sleepwalk through it. Uh, the last time these two teams met, uh, the series has been split so far. Uh, the Ducks had a 3-1 to win in November, a 6-5 to overtime loss in December. Uh, so this one will, you know, decide the season series for us. Uh, but much like the Ducks have a little bit different looking roster because of uh, the exits at the trade deadline, uh, the Coyotes also are going to be without a lot of key players. The biggest one is Clayton Keller. Uh, he was injured in his last game against the Sharks. He confirmed on Twitter that he is out for the season. Uh, their coach confirmed to media that it was a broken femur. He had to undergo surgery. Uh, recovery time is four to six months, so he is out. And it's got to be really frustrating, both for Keller and for the Ducks. Uh, he is the team's leading scorer by a mile, 63 points in 67 games. Uh, this was easily the best season of his career. He was on pace to beat his career best in points, uh, which was 65 back in, in uh, the 2017-18 season. Uh, he played all 82 games, so very close to beating that uh, just number-wise. Uh, that was his rookie season. Uh, since then, been up and down, but like you play for the Coyotes, of course it's going to be up and down, but that's a huge loss for the team. Uh, everyone was pretty rattled after that injury that took them, you know, seven, eight minutes to get him up on a stretcher and, and get him out uh, after the game. Uh, basically, all the Coyotes were just like, where is he? Like, how's he doing? Uh, but he is going to be fine, but a huge loss for that team. Uh, lots of other important players are out as well. Lawson Krause broke his hand in a game on Monday. He's done basically for the season. Christian Fisher's out for a while, still with a lower body injury. Andrew Ladd is still out. Did you forget that Andrew Ladd still played? I did, but he is on the Coyotes. Antoine Roussel uh, also out with a lower body injury. Uh, Liam O'Brien has been out with an upper body injury. Uh, and Jake Chitron, uh, the trade bait that didn't happen uh, is out with an injured ankle. He has been skating, but uh, not cleared to be playing in this game. So the Coyotes, already at a disadvantage just by virtue of being the Arizona Coyotes, uh, are also missing a lot of key players in this game, uh, which should hopefully give the Ducks a better chance at ending that franchise, that, that losing streak before it ties or you know, God forbid, goes on to become a new franchise record. So uh, that game kicks off tonight at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so you can uh, check that out and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right, coming up after the second intermission, we're going to look at one juicy piece of Ducks gossip. But first, let's talk all about Bet Online because if you are a betting person, well, this is like the best time of year because now we're getting into like awards season. Now we're getting into playoffs. So you can kind of start being like, who's going to win the whole thing? Well, if you are into that, you can go to betonline.net and uh, check out the odds for who's going to win it all. And of course, it's not just hockey that you can find there. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and we're going to be declaring a new national champion uh, this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, 
you can find it on Bet Online. Bet Online remains, of course, the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the different sports leagues this season. And of course, it isn't just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to check out all of the trends and the action. The latest that we've got from Bet Online uh, for Stanley Cup odds gives the Avalanche plus 400 uh, to win the Stanley Cup. If you're feeling spicy, well, the Stars and the Kings both down there at plus 4,000. So uh, there's your big bet. But you can find the latest NHL Stanley Cup odds at Bet Online. All right, welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are locked in with host Sarah Avampato here as we are winding things up by looking at some of the newest, juiciest gossip about the Anaheim Ducks. This comes from Eric Stevens with The Athletic, uh, posted it fairly recently, uh, and I, I think it tells you a lot about where the mindset is, what's going on with the Ducks at this moment. So the post from Eric Stevens that he shared reads, as follows. Sparks in the last two Ducks practices with Sam Steele and Josh Mahura mixing it up after Trevor Zegras and Vinny Letary sparred a bit Monday. Dallas Eakins, usually when that happens, it's just somebody has taken exception to somebody's compete level. One of the two, or maybe both sometimes, are going at it so hard, but hey, I got no problem with those. That means there's a lot of compete in practice. Well, okay, Dallas Eakins. First off, we're like what? 13 games left, uh, and after that, we probably never have to hear from Dallas Eakins again, so that's cool. So, okay, fine. Steel, Mahura, get into it. Zegris, Terry get into it. Whatever. Um, here's the thing. If tempers are flaring like that, if guys are pushing and shoving and mixing it up or whatever, yeah, sometimes it is compete level. Sure, sometimes it is. Especially like this late in the season, you know, at the beginning of the season, especially like training camp times, you always see like, you know, so-and-so got in a fight with like, you know, Ryan Getzloff. And it's always some 18-year-old kid you've never heard of before trying to prove himself. So, you know, whatever. Like, I get it from a psychological standpoint, let's say. Like, this season hasn't gone how any of these players want, uh, even if we predicted the Ducks to be towards the bottom of the standings. These players have pride. These players, you know, every hockey player comes in thinking, I'm going to win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm going to help lead my team to whatever. These are proud, proud, talented guys. And of course they're ticked off. Of course they're having a hard time with what's happening. Uh, You also now have changed the chemistry of the room because you have shipped out guys like Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lindholm, Nick Delorier, Josh Manson, those are all guys who are not only fan favorites, beloved by you and me and everybody, but also guys who are part of the core leadership of this team. Uh, who, who, who is leadership of this team after Ryan Getzloff now? There's just a lot has changed. A lot of the chemistry has changed. A lot of the dynamics have changed. And I think it's a room that is sort of foundering. I think it's a room of guys who are not maybe dealing with their frustrations in the most creative or, or most constructive of ways. But, you know, most importantly, I think what this could, you know, point to is 
you know, is Dallas Eakins or has Dallas Eakins already lost this room of players? Yes, you all, like, I, you point at any team and you're going to find two guys who have gone at it. But, you know, his response to this of, ah, it's just compete, ah, whatever. Like, there's there feels like something disingenuous about it. There feel It, it feels like, is as a coach, shouldn't part of your job be to help them harness that in more productive ways than trying to punch each other. Maybe it's just me. Uh, so, you know, I, I put it, it's a little bit on Eakins. It's a little bit on the leadership of this team. Uh, it's a little, it's, you know, obviously on all of them, they all should, you know, Zegris and Steele and Mahura and Letary, like they all need to take responsibility as well uh, for, you know, not being adults about it. Um, but yeah, I get it. It's, it, it's, it's hockey. It, that is how it is, is, Guys get ticked off, and that's how they deal with it. But at the end of the day, what is that solving? Is that making you feel better? Is that making any of these guys, like, they certainly didn't perform any better after pushing and shoving each other around. Uh, what what is, what is that solving? What are you solving for whenever you get in a fight with your teammate? Uh, what is that saying about you and how you're handling the stress and whatever? So it's not great. You, you don't like hearing that, especially at this part of the season. Like I said, training camp, someone always gets in a stupid fight with someone else and you're like, well, that sure happened. But, you know, now you're like, you guys have been together for long enough. I get it. You all are under each other's skin. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't love hearing it. I don't love hearing it. And I hope that, uh, you know, if Dallas Eakins isn't going to address it, that maybe Ryan Gatsloff will help him figure it out. So uh, we'll see. I hope that, you know, they're all friends again. It's kind of weird to hear that. Uh, you kind of wish you were a fly on the wall to get to hear a little bit more of, like, what went on to uh, to cause all that to bubble up. But uh, it, it's not encouraging to see, you know. I, I think there's passion, and I, I think that some people might interpret this as passion for making the team better or whatever. No, I just see it as a bunch of guys with tempers and they don't know how to direct them appropriately, and here we are. So uh, hopefully we don't have to deal with that again, because that's irritating. That is going to do it for today's podcast on this uh, completely, totally normal Friday, April the 1st. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day, as we keep up with all the latest, greatest news across the NHL world. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast, if you've forgotten, is free and available on all podcast platforms. If you want to send me an email, you can go ahead and do that at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and your thoughts about the Ducks this season. What do you think about Zegris and Letary and Steele and Mahura getting into some fights? Uh, what, what do you think that means for this Ducks room? Let me know, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you so much for all of your continued support out there. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Sarah Avampato, your totally normal and regular host of this show, saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.